0: Hey, y'all, it's me, Jess Bubaco, and I am excited to be here with you on the Waking Up with Jess podcast. Each week, I'll invite you to wake up to your inner knowingness, get creative, and march to the beat of your own drum in your business and life. We'll dive into different subject areas from business, to health, to work, relationships, and beyond. On the podcast, we'll get raw, honest, and real, keeping it a little bit personal, a little bit educational, and most importantly, we're going to have a lot of fun. Each episode, you'll feel like you're sitting down at a coffee shop having an intimate conversation with a few of your best friends. Join me each week as I act as your confidant and friend who loves the heck out of you and wants to see you shine. Come along and wake up with a cup of Jess. Hello, everybody. I am super excited for this episode. I have Elizabeth Ralph on the podcast with me today. Elizabeth has helped hundreds of six and seven figure entrepreneurs shift into building unshakable wealth through her company financial story, and she's going to be sharing her wisdom with us today. So Elizabeth, thank you for being here on the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I've been looking forward to this because as I told you before we got on here, I'm like, Oh my God, you just have a gift for bringing information to people in such a magical way.
0: Thank you. I received that. And you know, it's really neat. We're obviously going to talk about Elizabeth's um, human design today. We'll weave that in. I personally love bringing it in because I think it gives people an opportunity to hear what you do and see how it connects into your own mechanics. But Elizabeth is also, I am the right angle cross of the vessel of love. She is also the right angle cross of the vessel of love and a four, six emotional manifesting generator. So there's going to be just like lots of love energy. I feel like coming out of the podcast waves today. So Elizabeth, can you tell us a little bit about your business and how you got started doing what you're doing? Yeah.
1: So, uh, I worked in finance for over a decade and I worked on a trading floor. And so I was like living in the matrix all day, right. With just numbers floating down the screen. And it was a great job, but I was like, oh my God, I can't stay here for, I I didn't want to be there for the rest of my life. So I figured, okay, well, I'm going to have to buy my way out of this, right? And so I decided that I wanted to, basically, by the time I turned 40, I wanted to be able to, one... Uh, Have all of my long term retirement covered. And the second thing was, I wanted to cover 100% of my cost of living, which meant like my mortgage, bills, things like that. Not like taking private jets everywhere kind of lifestyle, but I wanted to like be able to kind of like go out with ease. And um, about three years into it, and you know, okay, I worked in finance, so I was able to put the numbers together and the models and stuff. But about three years into it, I got so freaking depressed. I was like, I was a bear to live with. I know I was, like my poor wife, right? She's like, "Oh god." And so, um I just did not know how I was going to make it for the full like, you know, 10 years or whatever. And what ended up happening is uh horses came into my life and I suddenly found myself in this world where I felt like I could be myself when I was around horses because that's one of the things with horses is that they're very grounded very spiritually connected and so you feel seen especially you know this one particular horse Durango that we happened to acquire at the time then I would go to work all day and I felt like I was like pretending almost you know and the thing that scared me the most about that was that I felt like I was losing like who I truly was because I was spending so much time in this environment being kind of like a puppet and so what happened is these, these worlds started merging together and I started like really getting more into the horse energy, like the magic of horses. And then I ended up trying to figure out, okay, how can I help more horses? Cause I found out that 150,000 of them are shipped across the border every year and they go to slaughter. And I was feeling really awful about that. So what ended up happening is I ended up merging, basically taking a wealth plan, which was simply based on numbers which is not very motivating, like we're not motivated by, you know, dollars in a bank account, and then uh, merging that with my love and desire to save horses, and so uh, we were buying uh, properties at the time, I built quite a bit of wealth based on rental properties, it was a good time to buy them as well, and um, so we decided, we said the next rental property that we buy we're going to turn it into a vacation rental, which back then no one had even heard of a vacation rental. This is here in San Diego. And so there were like three other vacation rentals. We're like, wow, that sounds like a cool idea. Airbnb ended up coming and like paying us basically to be on their website.
0: Wow. That's <laughs>
1: amazing. The, yeah. They took professional photos for us and everything. So as it turned out, this, it was doing really well because there was no competition back then. I mean, we were making so much money on this um, vacation rental and we were donating it to horse rescue. Well, what ended up happening is that we met people from all over the world that were into horses and just loved horses. And they started leaving envelopes of money in the, in the vacation rental, like for us to give to horse rescues. And I'm like, there's something here. It's like, I feel better. I'm not even thinking about the money anymore. And I'm just building wealth in the background. Well, then I realized, I was like, you know, when you have a really strong, why and you have a really strong intention, and I think it's just like the same thing behind anything that you do. And a lot of people, it's their kids. A lot of people, you know, it's it's like you know doing what they want to do for a living, like whatever it is. Like when you merge that with a wealth plan, then what happens is that's building itself in the background. So after I left corporate, I was like, okay, well. You know uh as a matter of fact I, ha- I decided i was just gonna rest for a while and then someone contacted me uh and they said will you help me with my money and i was like no i don't do that and they're like well come on will you just help me with my money they ended up sort of doing a little bit of the same thing and i was like okay it's a sign from the universe um yeah to do this so that's why i can't teach money any any different way like the the language i use with money is very spiritually based uh, based on the the principles that I learned through spirituality. And uh, I worked with a, um, a guru for a long time from India who taught me a lot of this stuff as well. So I sort of get to merge these worlds now. And I absolutely feel like it is like my whole life is a gift. It's amazing.
0: I feel like as you were talking, there were like multiple times when I got chills down my back and also points when like I wanted to tear up a little bit because this to me it's like the frequency that i can feel you talking about money in is such a different vibration and it really feels like it connects to the energy of love and intention like you when when we try and i see this so often you know i work with a lot of entrepreneurs and there's this idea it's like i want to create financial freedom so i need to have a six figure launch or i need to you know, make $20,000 a month, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. And it feels like pushing and it feels hard. And it feels, uh, you know, oftentimes I see shame start to set in because something didn't go the way that they thought it was going to go, or they're not making enough money yet. And what I love that you're talking about this to me feels like such a paradigm shift from how do we make money and accumulate wealth so we can have freedom to how do I create a life of freedom that is like laced with abundance in everything that I do. So that way the, the vibration of money can find its way to me because it's a natural result of living in this way.
1: Yes. And you are so, I mean, you hit it on the head. You really did. It is a paradigm shift. What we're trying to do is really blow up the way that we did it before and the way that we feel like it's not working because it feels difficult, you know? And the way people are looking at, like, I'm glad you brought up, like, people feel like they have to have this six-figure business in order to build wealth. Well, it's actually the same thing because when we started these businesses, yes, we want to go out and do something that we love, but we want it to be a wealth machine that is building in the background that's going to give us financial freedom. So it's that detachment of our original intention that is causing a lot of the resistance, and also this this. I believe it's being sold to us that we have to have this massive amount of money coming in in order to build wealth. When I have clients who are running multi million dollar businesses, and I have clients that are running very small businesses, and it is, I can tell you, it is all about. The strategy that you're putting behind the money that's coming in, and so if you think of it as coming in and it's kind of like going through your business, what's the strategy with it? And then it's kind of coming out, and then what's the strategy with it with your personal investing? The strong why kind of goes through all of that. So it, it's it's like a conduit. You know, I always say like we're not a receiver of money. That's actually that's people say that, but we're really not because a receiver means like a dead end. We're not a receiver. We're a conduit. And so when you actually start seeing every dollar as a gift, and what am I going to strategically do with that dollar? And you do it from a full place of abundance. There is no lack in this. There is no, like, I can't buy what I want at the grocery store. It's like, no, these are my priorities and I am so strongly behind it. And that's exactly what you're talking about. That's how you're carrying that higher vibration of money. And you don't have to do it all the time. It's it's like, how can you get yourself where you're more consistently um, staying in that higher vibration of money? And then what happens is things start to feel effortless and your business and your money and your life and your love and your why become one. And it feels like you feel more at ease with
0: it because you don't feel like you're doing a thousand things all at the same time. I love how you make that distinction around like, what it is that you're prioritizing and what it is that's important for yourself with money and being able to get really clear on that. Um, I'm a question popped into my mind, which is what is the difference to you between building wealth and making money?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. Well, making money, typically we when we think of that, we think of either what is our salary or what is the revenue that's coming in into the business and then what can we pay ourselves, right? Making money is also a concept that we've been taught as a child you need to go out there and make money. What are you going to do to make money? And so there's a lot of conditioning around that. There's a lot of worth, like worthiness around that. There's a lot of ego that even comes into, okay, how much money does that person make? And so making money is actually a result. Building wealth is more being in the moment, in the now with money. Building wealth is a powerful concept in terms of allowing How much of that making money act result? How much are you actually going to allow that to come in? And how much are you going to transfer it into cash generating assets? The difference is wealth actually buys you your time and your energy back because wealth is the expansion of money and so the money is actually going out there and doing some of the work for you making money is based on earned income and your time and your energy and it's interesting because when people think of wealth a lot of times they think of investing right and a lot of times people think okay investing is so risky but in my mind Making money in the traditional way, which is based on earned income, is the riskiest thing you can do because all you're doing is spending your life dependent on someone else needing to make a decision so that you can put food on the the table for your kids. That's the riskiest move of all. So when we switch people into wealth, we're actually empowering them with money. And that's what the financial world, and I would say the world in general, has, I would say, conveniently not done. They have taken the power away from people by making people believe that it's hard. It's something difficult. It's something beyond your knowledge. You need to hire someone to do it. All of this stuff.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And you know, you talk about uh, on your website and on your podcast about how just thinking of this idea of, okay, I'm just going to earn more money. Like I'm just going to go out there and try to earn more money is actually not the right approach. And so not that it's not the quote right approach, but that, you know, that is a, a, it's risky. It's not, it's building wealth is something that's, you know, going to be be more supportive for us. But I'm curious, what are some of the biggest challenges? You work with a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs. What are some of the biggest challenges that you see people come in with, or even belief systems that you see people come in with that um, you kind of are helping them to shift off the bat?
1: yeah well i would say most people that come into the spiritual investor program they have a lot of fear around money and so they're afraid to make a decision they either have a lot of money in the bank or they're like okay i don't even know if i have enough money to start investing right and actually it's kind of the same problem it's like you can be afraid and you can have you know a ton of money so a lot of it is a fear of making a decision fear of doing something wrong and then what that means about them and also feeling like they don't have the knowledge because they weren't taught this in school their parents didn't share it with them so there's a lot of like almost like they're frozen and they, but they know that they need to be doing something differently than they are because they know that life doesn't feel easy. They know that, you know, they, you need to be putting certain, a certain amount of wet away and things like that,
0: but they just don't know that very next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And what, what do you see are some of the fears that people hold you? We talked a little bit about the spiritual community and sort of the beliefs that often like, oh, we don't need money or money's not good or whatever it may be. What are, what are some of the common fears that you see around money in this spiritual space?
1: Fear of doing things wrong, doing things wrong uh fear it's interesting because a lot of times people are just they're afraid to invest uh in a stock and which when you think about it's kind of crazy because like a hundred dollars and then you own a piece of uh, a company versus like how many times have we gone to dinner and we plunk a hundred dollars down on bad food and we're we were okay with it so um It's really, it really involves changing your relationship with money, which involves changing your interpretation of what money really is. So you up to this point have, you're coming in with basically the conditioning of whatever you were taught and also the experience you've had up to this point. A lot of times people are afraid that they're not going to be able to maybe do even get through the process of building wealth or wealth doesn't feel like it is like even for them. Like they feel like that's not even relevant to them. That's that's for later on, right? That's like, I just need to go out and make more money and then I'll just, wealth will naturally happen. Well, what happens is that years go by and if that were true then you know because we've incrementally most of us have are making more money now than we were and we were when we were in our 20s yet we're still not building wealth right so that's what happens like people go lifetimes making money and never building wealth because they're basically stuck in this belief system that they feel like
0: is keeping them safe yeah totally what I'm curious because this is something that I see a lot in the coaching industry is the conversation around, like, just put it on a credit card and, you know, kind of take the leap and, and even if you don't have the money, make it happen. And I, I cheated a little bit because I listened to your podcast on debt, but I am curious to hear some of your thought, your thought process on debt and can we begin building wealth even if we are in debt?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, The answer to that is yes, but it's going to look different than it looked before. And so that's, you have to kind of be okay with that. So um, really, if you want to move forward in terms of like debt investing, whether it's bringing more, calling more money in through your business or whatever, the reality is if it, if it was working the way that you're doing it now, then you would already have what you want, right? So to a certain degree, we have to blow up the way that we're looking at money. We have to sort of blow up the systems in our mind. So an example of someone who's like, hey, you know what, I have debt, but I wanna build wealth. So there are different strategies that you can put behind it. I mean, right now, still today, who knows about tomorrow, but you can still get a 0% you know, rate credit card, right? Now, I don't necessarily say, okay, go out and open you know, a whole bunch of credit cards. But here's the thing, money and, and calling more money into your life and turning it into wealth also requires that you step into a certain level of responsibility. In other words, don't make an action step and then, and then apply the same habits to it. So if you were to do that, let's just say you were to do that. Then you would have a strategy behind actually accelerating and fully, fully paying that card off while also taking a percentage of the money that you have and then investing it and perhaps even using that to pay off the final balance. Like there's all kinds of things that you can do with that. What you can't do and what I don't want people to do is open the credit card and then have the same money
0: habits. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, totally. Also, (laughs) you're speaking my language because I've always had this feeling of it's like, you know, a lot of people are like, pay off all the debt first, then do this, then do that. And I've always had this thought of like, but why not both? Why can't you do both? Why can't you pay off and invest at the same time? So, um, I personally love that answer. Yeah. Well, I'm
1: glad, (laughs) you know, and and I'm I'm so glad you're bringing this up too, because I think people have a lot of guilt and shame around debt. And I think it, it causes them to stay stuck. Um, debt actually is abundance if you think about it, because someone has said, some company has said, hey, um, you can have $15,000 that you can do something with. I mean, if you lived in a third world country, you couldn't do that. Like people don't have access to this. So I think the first thing is forgiveness, like forgiveness, know that you made the right, you made the best decision that you could at the time when you acquired the debt. And how can you choose something new and create something new that's more at ease and has more strategy behind it now?
0: I love in this particular podcast, I can't remember exactly where it is, but if you go to Elizabeth's um, website, which I'll link underneath the podcast in the show notes, you talk about like, you're not the same person you were when you made those decisions. So being able to look at yourself from a different perspective, I'm like, oh, that feels like the kindest way to even think about challenges that we've had or being able to kind of see how much we've grown, even if it's like being in a challenging relationship and looking at the decisions you made then versus who you've become and how you're different now. I love applying that to money because I've never really, I haven't heard many people approach it from that perspective. You know, so I think that's a really kind and compassionate way towards self to look at decisions we've made in the past and how they're affecting us in the present moment.
1: Yes, and and thank you for bringing that up too. You're right. I think most people when they talk about money, it's very rigid. It's very you have to do this and you have to do it a certain way. And if you don't get these results, then blah blah blah. And I think it really uh, shies people away. I think it I think it creates a lot of distance between people and money. Um, But if you don't apply this level of forgiveness and self-love when it comes to all of the decisions you've made up to this point, then to me, then what I always think of in my mind is is exactly like if someone said, swim across the river and you have a rock tied around your ankle the whole time, right? Because that's what you're doing. You're not actually helping the debt or anything by feeling bad about it you're actually working against yourself so if you can energetically free yourself you know abraham hicks talks about like where that like the cork that rises like we're the cork and we're supposed to be on the surface and so it's like that vibrationally is gonna help you by in a, a better money vibration just that alone will help you call in more money
0: absolutely i'm curious how can people start getting connected to this deeper why with what they're doing to sort of start? So we know we can do the forgiveness with the debt and all of this. How can people start shifting their energy, energy around their, their current work so they can start moving out of the model of like infinite launching and trying to make more. And how can we start to shift out of that pattern and that kind of habitual way of living and, and creating wealth or money, I should say, in our lives?
1: Yeah. Um, I think the best way is, you know, a lot of times people create uh, businesses that they're very passionate about, right? That's what we want. That's what we like to do as entrepreneurs. But then what we do is we um, just really weigh the business down with these you basically have to be my entire wealth plan kind of thing. Right. So it's like, I want to do this. I want to do what I love, but then it's almost like we put pressure on this business before it even like has taken off. And it's kind of like we don't put pressure on a kid when it's like learning to stand up and walk. We're like, okay, there's some time here. Let's give it some grace. So I think the first thing is we have to, we have to separate, like we have to step into the fact that our passion business might not be our financial freedom, right? The passion business can be separate from that. You can actually create a wealth machine from other areas of your life. You can create, you can take some of the money from that business and then put more of the heavier load on maybe doing some cash generating assets or using investing to your advantage. In other words, like stop seeing it as like, there's this like this one thing that you have to make work instead actually just instead focus on the money and the flow of the money coming through it and see it as your responsibility Ex- instead to expand money rather than have to go out there and sort of um sell the concept does that make sense two different ways of
0: coming at it i love i love what you're saying i just had a conversation with a friend today about he's like i want to like he's like in my mind i want to like be on Tony Robbins podcast. And I want to do this. And I want to do that. And he's like, and then it feels so big and so much full of so much pressure that I find myself like shrinking in fear because I have such big visions and dreams and goals and things that I want in my business. And then I get stuck. And I love what you're saying, because it feels to me like a similar concept of if I'm going to put all this pressure on this thing that I love, I might end up shying away from it or feeling, you know, yeah. it, it, it's kind of making me think about like parents who put so much pressure on their child to be perfect that the child ends up having like a nervous breakdown and can't perform. So it's like a similar type of concept of what if we open the aperture a little bit and allow ourselves to see that there can be so much more than just trying to make this business be my everything? How can I look and see that there could be multiple different ways to do this and multiple different ways to build wealth and bring you know money in? And so I love that. I think that's a really amazing mindset shift. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And it's, and it's actually, it, it's the way that wealthy people think, you know, if you look at like Elon Musk, he you know he has a business and and he he buys another business which then supports that business like he you know he didn't just create Tesla right he also bought a solar business because he wanted to have leverage in the battery space right mm-hmm. and so now he's thinking about buying Twitter right it's just like everything feeds into the next thing and so one asset is actually helping the other asset that's a very wealthy way of thinking and I think that if we can bring that down into to the entrepreneur world and the people who uh, like really should be getting their gifts out there. Yeah. And exactly taking the pressure off of that. I think it would be a game changer for them.
0: Absolutely. And just even the idea too, of just collaboration, like being able to work with different people, create different things, Mm -hmm. use your gifts in a collaborative way takes the pressure off of, Oh, it has to be all me, or I have to do it all myself or, and it allows us to be able to leverage our networks and leverage different, um, yeah, just different networks that we have to create new things, impact more lives and help to create the shift that we're going through on the planet. So, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, that's what changed everything in my business, honestly, is when, I stopped trying to do it the old way and I basically just let go. And I just like I I hired a team and I have a team now who they have things expertise and they do things in a way that I don't do it and that's what I needed,
0: right? Totally. It
1: it happened overnight.
0: Yeah. I think it isn't it funny how and I love you you're a true manifesting generator because manifesting generators make things happen very quickly and seem to defy time and space altogether, which I love my best friend, Alex, her Ted talk is, um, things don't take time. They take courage. And I'm like, that's the most manifesting generator title I've ever heard in my entire (laughs) life. So thank you guys for teaching us how to do things in a faster, you know, in a quicker time, but it is, it it's, you know, I would even invite people who are listening to like think about the stories you're telling yourself about time, which I know you talk about a lot. It's mm-hmm. like that idea, like I've got to work until I'm 65, and then I can retire, and then I can do de- and even that idea like ICR, it's like, oh, I can once I pay off debt, then I can start building wealth, and then I can this and then I can that. It's like, how do we defy time so that we can do things that we want to do that we feel called to that are in our hearts. um, now, you know, like it, it faster. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that is actually, um, that's a, it's a concept that we go very deep on, uh, is time and how that is one of the biggest things that holds us back from calling in more money is our relationship between money and time. And if you think about it, If you really, really think about it and you really can like, just like, let this move through you, then you won't be able, you won't connect money and time anymore. Because if you think back on the things that you've done in your life, like most of us are where we are today, not because of like a hundred decisions. It's mainly like five or six big key decisions. Am I going to have kids? Am I going to buy this house? Am I going to go, where am I going to college or not go to college? You know, all these things, right? Now, nothing, even the amount of money that you've made up to this point, it has never happened in the amount of time that you believed that it was going to happen. Never. It just doesn't work that way. Yet, we hold on to the fact that we know that something is going to take a certain amount of time. So if we know something is going to take a certain amount of time, then all we're doing is putting artificial constraints on something because money doesn't speak linear time. We speak linear time. So what we're doing is we're taking, we're trying to tap into an energetic concept, which is money, but we're trying to say, you need to bring it to me in this structural container because I need to say that it looks like that because I feel better with that and as soon as we blow that up then everything changes and you know I keep bringing up Elon Musk but he's a master of this he even says he says tell me what you want to do in 10 years and I will tell you how to do it in six months he does not operate based on time because our version of time is based on the past
0: yeah I love that. I think Alex talks about this in her Ted talk as well as Elon Musk and all the amazing things, but it's, I think they did this with NASA too, where they were like, this is the amount of time that we have to get out into space. This is supposed to take us 30 years. How can we do it in six? Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I'm thinking about for me personally, I had an experience where I needed to come up with about $10,000 in a short period of time it was about three weeks. And it was something that I hadn't been able to do prior to save. It wasn't like bring it in. It was like, I need to be able to save and put this towards something in about three weeks. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. And I did it. And really all it took was a decision. It was just like, I have decided, that this is what I'm going to do. And I can be stubborn. I'm not going to lie. And I'm like, this is happening. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. And it was actually really easy. But I think the biggest thing for me was about keeping my heart open and not going out there and trying to um, sell something in a way that didn't feel aligned. And I think that sometimes... What I really work with entrepreneurs on is like, you don't have to build your business like anyone else. You don't have to use anyone else's sales tactics. You don't have to market like anybody else. You don't even have to put the same kind of services out there. You know, if you don't, if you're a coach and you want to like build your whole business, going to ropes courses and teaching people about life on in, in a ropes course, like do it. If that's where your, you know, intuition and your soul and your spirit calls you. Go that way because that's where you're supposed to be going. And so I think for me, I I so connect with your story about like in the very beginning, how you got started with horses, because it's like when my heart is connected, I can make anything happen in a short period of time. And I feel like that heart field and that heart resonance is actually for me in this moment, I'm like, that's what feels like it defies time is when we tap into the resonance of the heart over the resonance of the mind.
1: Yes. Yes. Curious your thoughts on that. That is so beautifully said um, because you're right. It is uh, you're talking about creating from 5D versus 3D or however you want to look at it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Limitless versus limited um, created by uh, the mind, which is basically just a storage right? And everything in the mind is something that basically happened and was, was there from before. And so you're talking about basically bringing in new, and that's kind of the way that I look at things is like, and I challenge this myself with this all the time, which is in every moment, because we live in a binary world in every moment we're either creating new or we're recreating the past and we get that choice. And I love how you say it came down to a decision. Because we build it up. Is this going to be so difficult? And how is this possible? And we're going to fail. And how are we going to feel if we don't make, meet the goal and blah, blah, blah. But it was a decision and it was from your heart. And you brought in the most power of all. And when you do that, it things start to feel easier. And I think that that's what people don't get is they think that it's going to be more difficult.
0: It's actually easier. Absolutely. Because the mind comes in and goes, well how am i going to do it but it's like the idea i think about I was getting the image in my mind of like a mother whose child is trapped underneath a car yeah she doesn't ask how am i going to lift up this 1000 pound car she just goes and somehow defies all of the odds of what we think is possible and she does it right and that's because the heart is involved and that is what drives the person and i i feel it's so important to continue to remind people to focus on service and focus on why you got into doing what you're doing in the first place, because we can, like you said about your job, you were in a job, you felt like you were putting on this. You didn't say this, but like a clown suit and going in and being someone else, like yeah. a disguise every day. Mm-hmm. And when when we live out of congruency with our hearts and our soul and who we know ourselves to be, you know, who we know our higher self to be, um, mm-hmm. it does feel hard, but if you actually just tune into your heart and what you want to create and why you want to serve and that, why it does, it's you suddenly, it's like you start manifesting and creating things in places you never even expected. So yes, I love this.
1: I I do too. And I love the way that you've described it. And when you, when you were talking about that place, so, so you're in your, you're in your heart, you're, you're basically, it's going back to the service and that power of that. So imagine if you bring money into that space, because many entrepreneurs can sort of get their head wrapped around like, okay, I can put my heart behind the service. But how do I put my heart behind the money? But money is part of the service because it's actually your responsibility to receive money and to actually go on and expand it it and become that conduit, you know, because otherwise you're going to go into like a sales conversation or something and it's going to immediately take you out of that space, right? Mm -hmm. You're going out of that energy. So unless you change your relationship with money,
0: you're always going to be drawn out of that more powerful place. Absolutely. As you're saying this, it's making me think a lot of people that I work with, I work with a lot of women and I find this to be common in women. I don't know if it's common in men because I, at least the women I work with, there's almost this, like, I feel bad charging somebody for something. Like I feel guilt. I feel shame, which is very low vibration emotion. And what I find happens in that space is it's like, we almost are teaching without realizing it other people that it's okay to feel that same shame that we feel versus when I've had people step in and go, this is the price of something. And they're confident in it and they feel good in their pricing. I'm like, Oh, wow that feels good. Like I feel that vibration from that person. I feel that energy that they feel good about the money that they're, I don't, I don't want to say the money. It's like the exchange. Like they feel good about the exchange. And I think that's an important thing to look at as well Is whenever we're dealing and working with people, it's, it's really about that. We're exchanging one thing for the other.
1: Yes, you're exactly right. And and to some degree, we're denying them the opportunity to exchange that because I was just talking about this on on IG Live today where it's like when you put a down payment on a house or pay your taxes or you buy a coaching program, whatever you do, like um, you're getting the opportunity to expand that money. And so we're blocking the flow of money if we're not allowing that full congruency to come to us in terms of money.
0: Yeah. I just had a moment, like a little light bulb went off in my head around being able to look at fears around receiving, because I know for myself, something big that was coming up that I didn't realize until this exact moment was I had, like, you know, we think one thing is the problem, but it's always something else underneath it that's actually the problem. Yeah, I was like focusing on like back, you know, I was like, oh, I feel bad charging, da, 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 da. But I actually was afraid of receiving money because I had stories about not being responsible with my money because I had created debt. Mm -hmm. So then as a result, it appeared like on the surface, it was this, but in actuality, it was like, if I receive more money, I'm going to make bad decisions and then I'm going to have shame around it. And so I feel like this, the work you're doing is so important because it helps us to really get clear on, it's like when you got a symptom that's showing up in your shoulder, but it's actually an issue with like, you know, your heart or something like that, like being able to really be in what feels like a safe space to explore what's actually happening but beneath the surface I feel like is super important. So I think the work you're doing is just so cool. Thank you thank
1: you and that that is amazing and that's that's really the accelerated path people are looking for is going through what you just went through, which is uncovering the deeper meaning with it because then
0: you can let it go because you understand it. Oh a hundred percent I would love to if you're okay with it, I would love to talk about your human design because I am, super fascinated by like how aligned you are. And I'm curious how much you've dived into human design. Cause I know you have a human design and money module in your upcoming course.
1: Yeah, I, I do, but I have someone who comes in and, and teaches that part of it. So I don't really know that much about my own design or, or human design in general. Um, I just kind of come
0: in with the money side of it. Are you okay with me sharing a little bit about your design? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I wish everybody could see this. Um, Obviously they can't, but I think it's really neat because when I look at your design, when we look at definition, this is sort of the consistent energy that we're putting out into the world. And it's the, it's energy that, and themes that people are going to experience when they come into our aura. So just by being near you, you don't even have to do anything they're going to experience this energy from you. And it's really neat because you've got a couple of different channels that I want to speak to that I think speak really beautifully to the, the work that you're doing and what you talk about. And so I think this is a cool example for anybody who's listening of your journey of alignment in your life. So first off, I'll talk about your profile. You're a sixth line profile. And when we look at the profiles, Sort of speaks to the role that we're here to play in the world. But the sixth line is this wise teacher. And they start off the first 30 years of their life in trial and error, being in a job that you don't like, trying this out, trying that out, making mistakes. And then the second 30 years is all about creating that or fit 20 years, 30 to 50. You're creating foundations. You're laying the foundation. So Maybe with money, you weren't where you wanted to be. You tried all these different things. And then 30 to 50, you're like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to lay a solid foundation. I'm going to build, I'm going to create. And then that's like 50 plus, which I think it's kind of weaved throughout your life. It's like people are really seeking you out as the teacher because you've had the experience firsthand Mm you you've you've done your research you you've laid the foundation you've tried new things and so I love your story because I really feel like it highlights that journey of that sixth line you know exactly exactly that does that resonate for you oh completely
1: completely I mean that's like it it matches perfectly
0: (laughs) yeah And what's neat is, and you've got the fourth line, which has a lot to do with community and receiving your opportunities through your community. Um, and also being able to connect and bring people together. The fourth line tends to, to be a connector and they like their people that they resonate with, you know, their, their crew, if you will, like they like their kind of tight-knit group. Does that resonate for you?
1: It does. You know, I, uh, I'm, I work really closely with the students inside the program and I love that. Right. And uh, I I do, I find myself, I've almost like at one point said, well, maybe we just like only accept like, you know, a few people in or something. And then I was like, wait, I can't do that, right? So I've literally gone there. Uh, But I also have like a close-knit group of other entrepreneurs who we travel, like we just got back from Colorado. And it's just like, I have these little, like very close like circles and we're all like adding to each other. It's like the ship is rising though, right? They'll like, they'll help me in my business or I'll help them or with their money.
0: And I just love it. I love it. I thrive in totally. it. Totally. I love that because I'm also a four, six and I'm often like, maybe we just keep this small. Like I love <laughs> people so much. Maybe we just like keep it little, you know? So I, I totally get that. Your, I want to talk about your channels because, um, a channel, again, you can think of it as like the energy that comes out through your field. that when people come in and they experience you, they're going to experience this energy. It's almost like they get that transmission from you. The first one that you have is the 1333, which is all about writing a new narrative and like teaching us literally to take our old stories and rewrite them to be more empowering and to be able to teach other people through our stories. But so you're you do that. And then also you're inviting each of us to rewrite our own narrative.
1: Wow, that's pretty amazing because story is like I, I'm a writer as well. I love story. I'm actually working with a storyteller right now to even bring yeah. out more of the stories.
0: Like, uh, and just yes, that's perfect. So good. Yeah. You've got the 3955, which has all to do, it's actually called the channel of deliberate creation. So it's about how do we harness our emotional frequency. create more of what we actually desire in our lives and be able to align that energy to the heart Mm -hmm. you've got the 59 2 which is all about being able to see the bigger picture and then being able to take the smaller details and know what we need to do so again we could think about like wealth building and then what are the actual steps we need to take in order to be able to get there
1: that's exactly where i went when you said that because that's exactly like what I help people do is zoom out, look at the big picture and then don't feel overwhelmed or whatever. Let's just like a couple different things we need to do here, make some big decisions and then boom, it's done.
0: Yes. (laughs) You've got the, um, you've also got the 4521, which is called the money line. And it's all about being able to gather resources and then share them with people. So the 21 is like, you can think of it as sort of like the accountant, And then the 45 is the king or the queen that like takes those resources and shares them with people. So all of the things that you're creating, these resources that you're helping to support all of us with and, and enrich all of our lives, which is super cool. And it's called the money line. And then you've got the 1222 and the 12 is all about articulation, but it's like the energy of connection to like the channel you know, like bringing through our channel, being a a conduit for the divine. And the 22 is about grace and surrender and being able to, you know, connect to that divine channel and surrender, surrender to what is surrender to where we are in life without, you know, judgment or making ourselves wrong, but, you know, embracing what's showing up. And what I love is your prosperity sequence, which we talk about in uh, my class, which is all about how we create abundance in our lives. And so your brand is in the 15, which is all about magnetism. So it's like, what does your business shine out to the world? It's like all about becoming magnetic in our lives for the things that we desire. How does that resonate for you? I feel like I get that from your business
1: yes absolutely um i do think uh and and you know i'm always asking people too, like you know what what is the feeling that you get you know because i i love learning from self-reflection and that's one of the things that i hear which is magnetic expansion connection trust things things like that right authenticity so um which you know i i'm very grateful for because i think just being able to go out there and just talk about the things that you want to talk about in a way and then have that kind of occur, like that's the gift. And as you said, it's not, it's not me, the information's coming through me. It's just my job to, as you said, let go. And I feel like that's literally all I'm doing is I'm just letting go of more and more, even like things that are in my life, like are going on right now that I thought I would never let go of. I am. It's crazy.
0: Yeah it's amazing and again a lot of these themes are things that we tend to learn about you know in our experience and we go through first because any of these energies if somebody's struggling with maybe the lower expression of it so like the 2145 is like i want control and i'm hoarding and i'm not going to support anybody you know i'm going to keep it for myself because i'm in scarcity so it's like sometimes we have to learn about those themes in our lives they show up for us we struggle with scarcity and lack And then we have to learn and go through and sort of, I don't want to say master the energy, but to some degree come into a space of mastery with it. Yeah. And then it's neat because another energy in your prosperity sequence, the pearl sequence is um, kind of all about what you activate within the people you work with and where you're inviting them to take a leap of faith is actually the energy of adventure. So it's about new opportunities, busting through our shadows, um, see, and being able to see life as an adventure, um, and, and to try new things. And then this one's freaking me out, but also isn't what, what calls the right people towards you is actually being able to embody and speak about the energy of abundance and freedom. Wow.
1: Are you serious?
0: I swear. And this is what's so cool. I'm like, you're already, you didn't even know this and you do it. Right. It's because you know, yourself, like, you know, you know, yourself. And I'm like, what, like literally that the 55 is, is we're moving into this new paradigm of abundance in the collective. And like, you are holding that frequency and helping us to shift and understand what true abundance and freedom is.
1: Oh, what an honor.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Such cool stuff. Yeah. Incredible. So thanks for doing the work you do. Thanks for being aligned because we all get to receive from you and the work that you're doing in the world. So I would love it if you can tell everybody where they can find you and how they can connect with your work.
1: Yeah. So, uh, the spiritual investor podcast, um, you have listened to that. That is very, uh, it's an eclectic money. Uh, you know, we talk about investing, we talk about the market, we talk about relationship with money. Um, I really love the podcast. I like going deep in, in the podcast. So that's the, I would say that's a great, uh, resource for people, uh, on Instagram. It's just my first and last name, Elizabeth Ralph. And so that would be on Instagram and I I'm on there pretty much every day doing some kind of like money video, right. Just like little clips. How can I help people along the way, you know, and then the spiritual investor program, which, um, if you go to Instagram, you can actually just, I would just jump on the wait list there because then you'll get, you know, information about when it opens and we open it a few times a year. And, uh, yeah, I'd say that's a great structural container. It's like an ongoing container. Uh, and i this, it's got a very strong live element because as I said, I just love, like we talked about the little groups, like I, I love to get in there and to work with people uh, in that. And then um, once you're in that, you can sort of uh, advance into, we have an investing club where I teach you how to really build your own wealth portfolio and become your own wealth manager because you know you can go out there and you know pay ongoing fees and stuff like that but but a lot of people don't want to a lot of people want to be closer to their money and that's one of the things i tell people is like stop holding your money like way out here and like bring it in close like you were talking about like in the heart right the closer you get to your money, then the more vibrational consistency you have with all the things you're doing, your why, your money, your connection, all of that. So that there's not a blip in the conversation. There's not a blip in that vibration. It's just kind of like one solid stream. And so Within the program, we do quite a quite a bit when it comes to like strengthening your money system. So we do, we've got some kundalini yoga in there. We have got some visualizations and then we kind of move you on to money management, which is like getting clear cash in cash out. And then we move you into investing. So it's kind of like a three-part thing, but we run it in cycles because the world runs in cycles. And so you come in, you get like just all these like live coaching calls, you go through it and then we sort of rest, we kind of retreat a little bit and then we go back in. But once you're in, you just keep going through it. And we have people who have gone through it six times now. Wow. Um, And they just come back to it at a different place because things will happen in your life. And then you want to like be able to come back and bring those questions or those situations, you know? So it's it's a really cool structured kind of support system. Um, but anyway, you go. I would say just be in the energy of money that is different than what you've seen in the past. And if whether that's me, whether that you resonate with me. If you don't, then I. But definitely get in the energy of money with someone that you resonate with, because just like the world is changing, money is changing. And you need to sort of be in line with that or else there's going to be this kind of like left behind thing going on. And I don't want that happening to anyone, especially not spiritual entrepreneurs that have so much
0: to give out there, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And her podcast is really amazing. So I highly recommend checking out. You have so much good information on there and your Instagram and, um, you're, you know, again, you're the right angle cross of the vessel of love. I feel like I can feel like your heart and the love in all of the work that you do. So, um, go and check Elizabeth's work out and just thank you so much for being here and for this conversation. Oh, thank you so much. What an honor. Yeah. This is yeah. amazing. Everybody out there, make it a great day. And I'll see you back here on the next episode of the podcast. Hey, Hey. Thanks so much for being here and listening to this episode of the Waking Up with Jess podcast. If you liked today's episode, I'm going to ask you to do one of three things. Number one, leave a rating. Number two, leave a review. And number three, if you think it could help a friend out in need, go ahead and send it to them. I greatly appreciate your support when you rate the podcast or leave a review. It helps other awesome and amazing listeners such as yourself find the podcast. And I love people and I love friends and I love people's friends. So being able to spread the love through your network is another really great way to support people and to support the show. All right, y'all make it a great day. And I will see you back here on the next episode of the waking up with Jess podcast.